friends, and welcome to this episode of Pod Return to the Waking Sands. Uh, we are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast where we explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. I am Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. Hello, Levi. Hi, Jen. Hi. Today, we're going to talk about the Conjurer class. Woo! Conjurer has appeared in some past Final Fantasy titles, but never in a mainline game until 14, where it is one of the eight starting classes you can choose from. The Conjurer becomes the much more well-known white mage after level 30. And in this game, the Conjurer is a healer. The name feels kind of strange to me because Conjurers in fantasy fiction are usually either tricksters or what we would call arcane magic users in the weird science of fantasy that has evolved, uh, and, and not like healing types who are one with nature. Right. The The conjuring in this context comes from being able to conjure natural energies to dispel um, corruption or other sort of uh, uh, natural blights. Yep. Unnatural blights. Hey. As a conjurer, your toolbox is very basic. You've got your basic damage spell stone. You got your damage over time arrow, as in air, not as in you shoot an arrow. <laughs> and then you got a couple heals, which you almost never use until you get to dungeons. Yeah, I, I used him a couple of times on some of the instances, but you're giving me a look like, why? What did you do? No. <laughs> Why are you in such peril? When I was doing this in New Game Plus, I I did it on the very easy setting because doing damage as a healer in this game is very boring. Yeah, you're pushing one button. Yeah, when you're relied upon to actually be a damage class as a healer, it sucks. Healing, I find to be very fun when you have a group with you. Totally. But if you have to just deal damage, stone, 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 arrow, stone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, pass, and I just turned it very easy to skip the, the combat segments. Because literally, you just have the one button. It's kind of a curse in this game, because healing is a very complex toolbox, which you yes. only need for tough fights. Not even dungeons. Like, we're talking trials and savage and so on, is when you really got to whip out all the healing tools. You, you don't need to whenever you're doing main story quest content alone. So it's... Kind of a puzzle the game has not solved yet in terms of giving healers something to do when they're all alone, but not making them like a full damage class and also a full healing class at the same time. Right. So you have the, the, the whole point of the, the early uh, Conjurer line is to basically train you on your on the use of your defensive spells. Um, so you learn, you know, you learn stone, you learn arrow, and then that's that's it. But and even beyond that, there's really no training on how best to combine all of your healing abilities. And you don't get any training in the initial conjurer quest line on on healing. No. Also, you don't get many healing tools yet. You don't even get regen until after <laughs> That was that was driving me nuts. I'm like, I you know, I could absolutely throw at least a regen on myself, but I could I couldn't. But you, you don't can't. have it. Yeah. Nope. It's fine. It it goes by fast at least, like any other class does. So you get to the, the meteor full job very quickly. The meteor full job? Or the meteor full job? The meteor. Okay. 
Meteor means something entirely different in this game. And in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in Eorzea, conjuring has its origins in the mages that first communed with the elementals and won a place for the Gelmorans in the Black Shroud. You might recall last episode, the Gelmorans were stuck in their underground cave network city, but they wanted to come surfaceside into that sweet forest goodness. So the mages used their Aether abilities, Aether manipulation abilities, to commune with the elementals of the Black Shroud and to reach a deal where they would be allowed to live in the forest if they were to protect and take care of it. The art of these mages would then evolve to become conjuring. And uh, this was taught to them by the elementals themselves. So not only is conjuring just manipulating the, the forests either, it's also tied up with actually commuting with the elementals. Conjurers that are able to actually hear the elementals are called hearers. Huh. Interesting they're not called listeners. I guess. I guess, you know, if you're a good listener, it's a it's a soft skill they don't give a shit about. Hearing them's good enough. The main job of the Conjurer's Guild that we have showcased is to caretake the forest. They're essentially glorified magical gardeners. And whenever there's a... Park rangers. Uh, Park rangers. And gardeners, maybe. I don't know. Park ranger seems a little bit more appropriate for, for me. I'd call it they... Pull the weeds being corruption of the forest. <laughs> so they're landscapers? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a joke, but also not, because that's what you do in this quest, is, is you go and you... Yeah, we're, we're monitoring these little pockets of corruption that pop up, and yep. we go and... And root them out. Yep. Bloop. And everybody goes, hooray! Part of their mission, which is not showcased here, but is in general is that they are um, there to prevent the use of dangerous magics, which comes up more actually in the Black Mage quest line. So, okay, well, this, I mean, this ties into our, like, around, what, the level 50 Black Mage stuff, where... Spoiler, yeah, okay, yeah. yes. Um, but yes, that, that's what I mean. Is that what you mean? Yep. Now, back to what you said. I didn't really get that... That message in in these in this quest line. No, but, not at all. Okay, yeah, that's it, not. There's no like you know white versus black sort of you know showdown going on. It's interesting you mention that though, because this practice, this kind of monitoring, nannying of magic, comes back to the conflict between Vok and Amdapur back mm. in the past eras, where the conflict between these two nations threw the Aether into such imbalance that it caused a calamity. Oh, okay. So that literally was white versus black. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I guess, you know, the white mages of that time totally forgot their lessons about maintaining balance. I, well, all, all no, of them white forgot. Conjurers and white mages are different things. No, but well, I'm talking about, you know, back then. Were they yeah. still considered conjurers and not white mages? No. Conjuring got its origins from the Gelimoran mages that learned how to conjure from the elementals, which postdates the existence of Amdapur. Hmm. To reiterate, conjuring and white magic, different things entirely. Gotcha. Okay, so history lesson. Hooray. So um, conjuring persisted as conjuring for, what, centuries? Yes. Okay. Ever since the... Um, the Gelmorans moved into the Black Shroud. 
And then at what point did Conjuring become white majory? Never. Never. Okay. That's just, just uh, you know, a handy little phrase we use once we get a job stone. When we get the job stone, we become a white mage. Right. But that's a different story that we will see in, in a while. Okay. The, the evolution of a conjurer in general is not to become a white mage, but our conjurer as the player character will become a white mage. Gotcha. Just like every thaumaturge is not a black mage and so on. This is a step that we take and the disciplines have related principles, but it doesn't mean that every single rogue or marauder or whatever what have will you will turn into yeah it's not yes. a it's not a uh it's not a transition you just take for granted but that will happen correct so you will it's and this is helpful to me um eventually you'll like arrive at like a like a career crossroads uh like a job fair for example and like would you like to continue conjuring which like arcanists have a totally different kind of job description and and list of responsibilities yes and we basically turn those earlier lessons into something that could be used in the battlefield. Correct. Okay, got it. Not only that, many of these jobs we get don't exist anymore today. Black Mage, for instance, is a big example of a forbidden art that we will take up as our Thaumaturge character. Right, once again, confirming how special we are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway, back to Conjuring, though. Before we press forward, we got to talk about the elements and corruption because it's the only thing happening in this quest line. That and babysitting, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so corruption in this case is something that happens when the Earth's wounds are prevented from healing and they begin to fester. They, they become infected. Correct. Yeah. When this happens, we can see that elemental sprites will turn bad. They'll become corrupted and aggressive. Animals also begin to become more aggressive and they will attack people. Even normal, more docile herbivores, for instance, might rise up once they are agitated by this corrupted aether in these wounds in the earth itself. Yes. And we'll, we'll see that. In this quest line, we will cleanse corruption by drawing forth the corrupted elemental aether and then hitting it with rocks. <laughs> Fighting fire with fire, so to speak. Well, eventually we'll, we'll, we'll fight uh, wind with rocks and water with rocks. Nice. Yeah. That said, this kind of theme bothers me a little bit because we don't have conjurers in Thanalan or in Lanosia, for instance, that are running around doing whack-a-mole with corruption no and i guess and that's I, I wanted to bring that up the last like the last episode where we were talking about gradania just in general in the 12th wood mm -hmm. where the the presence the yeah, more like the the omnipresence of elementals and their drama which is not a very diplomatic way of saying it but i'm gonna say it anyway is a, very much a part of daily life and how they have to structure their uh society and in uh, Lenosia and Thanalan, that simply does not exist. It is not a concern at all, which seems odd. You would think that, I don't know, I, I feel like that would round out the entire, you know, all of these, these, these three disparate continents. I think that would unify them in a way that, that speaks just like the general unification and, and solidity of the universe that is being built. So I have a cynical viewpoint and a generous viewpoint on this. Okay. My cynical one first is that the 
elementals are kind of whiny babies. They're like tropical fish in an aquarium, mm-hmm. where if the pH changes by 0.01, they die. Right. Yeah. So that's I, I think that's where my use of the word drama comes from. Yep. They are constantly just wailing about the corruption and the elements yeah. and yeah. And then we got to go and take care of the problem. So that that's kind of my, my feeling here. If I were to take a very harsh view on this whole scenario, because we don't have corruption popping up everywhere else. It's just here. Right. And it should. There is corrupted aether elsewhere in the form of the big orange crystals that are popping down the ground after the calamity. But we, we don't have hordes of conjurers running up there and doing the whole whack-a-mole thing to put down the latest outbreak of corruption. There would be hordes of conjurers in Mordona alone. Yes, absolutely. God. Yeah. So it, it seems in, in this case, like the elementals are extra sensitive to this thing. Now, being generous, we do know that the Calamity has hit the elementals very hard, which is why they have gone from being terrible, wrathful beings to being whiny babies now. <laughs> so That's fair. You know, everybody's transitioning to their post-Calamity uh, selves. <laughs> we can give them a little bit of a break. We can say that the um, the Calamity and all of the volatile ether that was unleashed by Bahamut and the fall of Delamud and so on, that has all put the earth in imbalance. And so there is an upwelling of this corruption that would not normally take place. And it requires, it's like little fires, pretty much, you put it out. Yes, it's just, it's constant. Um, whereas before, I'm sure that it was so much more stable. Um, and it was not nearly as high maintenance. Yes. Uh, so that that absolutely makes sense. You know, and I'm sure after a while of, like, if you're getting bitten by bed bugs constantly you're going to be a whiny bitch too (laughs) fair yeah anyway that's the that's corruption let's go and become a conjurer yay Like always, we venture over to the guild, and the uh, the guild's headquarters are in still Gladefane in Gridania. I think this gets the award for most annoying guild location. Oh, it's such a trek. Uh, at least there's an etherite right there, but then you got to walk down this little hallway. An etherite right there being at the mouth of this earthen tunnel that goes probably a quarter mile. Quarter mile. mile. <laughs> quarter mile, excuse me. Oh, thank you. Into the earth, into this little secluded cave. At every five levels, at least, you got to walk down there back and forth and then walk back out of that little tunnel. Yep. That said, while it is mechanically frustrating to deal with over and over and over again, it is, it's visually immersive. I think it's cool. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. But I I won't deny that. Of course, it's always worst when you are um, in one of these uh, preliminary jobs because you're having to go to the guild all the fucking time. Yep. So after 30, it's less of an issue. But the what would you call it? The the hollow in the earth has this raised platform that is surrounded by water and has these bioluminescent plants. Oh, it's so pretty. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, probably the best 
guild headquarters. In terms of decor, at least. Yeah. No, it's it's really like it's almost like you're going into some sort of spiritual house that you feel like you have to be quiet in there. Weird. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so um, yeah, you go to the guild, you talk to the receptionist like always to um, give you a little history on the job. And like I said, confirm your commitment and then like, okay, cool, you're ready. Then go see Guildmaster. The Guildmaster is a Pajal named Isumiyan. He looks like a little boy with straw colored hair, except his short horns mark him as a Pajal. He's actually the oldest living Pajal in Gridania. Oh, wow. At over 200 years old. <gasps> okay. However, in all this time... He hasn't yet grown a personality. Da 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 da. He'll be here all week. <laughs> he is <laughs> the helpful knows best mentor. That's it. I mean, basically, and I, I feel like I, I feel like every Pajal you were in, will you will encounter in this game. So what four, five? They're all pretty humorless. They're very much, but that's like their jam. They're born to serve a very specific and very important purpose. And, you know, so Kane Sena, she is softer, but again, still very, very serious and not haughty that turns you into a pool of blubbering horniness like Merleveb. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's Why the is new... this on the table right now? But no, 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 no. <laughs> just like, you know, other inhabitants of the continents that are... Whenever I say continents, it sounds like I'm saying incontinents, and it's distracting me. Anyway, Eorzea, let's say. On a, on a similar level, you can, you can gauge the differences in their charisma, you know? So that's what I'm doing. I'm just comparing like with like. I think the... The one Pajal that actually is kind of fun, quote unquote, is um, her younger sister. And I don't remember her name. Rayo Senna, I think. I think it's Rayo Senna. Because the little brother would be E-R-O something something. Because there's, there's a very specific naming convention for them. We'll get to all these guys later on. Anyway, he's very, he's very serious. But again, he's, he's still, you know, he's approachable. He's full of wisdom. The other thing that bothers me is um, are his eyes. They're like his pupils never vary, and it, it because they're so they're like a very light silver color. It's there's there's a creepiness to it, which probably does well to inform his character a bit. This guy uses one million words to tell us conjurers are healers. <laughs> so Jin, yeah, do you vow to embrace nature? Sure do. Good, because it's time to go kill some animals. Yeah, this was this was hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> the sanctity of nature, the the very tight balance we must maintain. But that is exactly how they justify you going out and killing a bunch but of things. It's okay; they're overpopulated. It's overpopulated, so yeah. go kill them. Yep, it's an invasive species, post calamity, which is fair. Okay, it's believable. Okay, that's done. And now we get sent to go attune ourselves to the ambient aether of the world, also known as level up for a bit. There are some things that Isumiyan says that I find to be very, um, 
I don't know. It, it lends it lends a weight and importance to conjuring and the, the relationship to to nature, which can be you know it's very easy to make that you know trite and derivative. So I wrote this down. I don't know for some reason this this passage felt particularly poignant. Breathe deep, and open your eyes to that which cannot be seen. Feel the myriad life around you, and draw upon this boundless reservoir of energy. Take up your cane and use it to lend that energy form, which I think is a great way to visualize exactly what it is you're doing and how how you're conjuring fucking anything. Feel right. the myriad life around you and draw upon this boundless reservoir of energy. Draw upon it. Borrow from it. Um, that is very poignant. And it will also lend that energy to you if you are worthy. Um, and then take up your cane and use it to lend that energy form. So it's like you are facilitating this the balance anyway so i thought that was very nice once we are sufficiently attuned we go see nolanel at the blessed bud cute which is not a weed it's not shop. a dispensary nope. <laughs> <laughs> for shame he is solid as a rock by which i mean he is good at using the earth element solid like a rock we head to the bud in the north shroud which is a little sapling that is spreading from a tree stump. This is said to be the home of an elemental. Nolanel wants us to go attuned to the earth in a nearby cabbage patch. He says the aether there is corrupted. A tainted earth sprite pops out and we destroy it. And that's it. Ta-da! We get back. Nolanel tells us that the elementals are pleased with our work. See, Sylphie? Uh-huh, here we go. Right? Isn't that right, Sylphie? And then the camera turns around and there's this little brat standing there. Like, whatever. I don't need to learn shit about shit. Pretty much. Yeah. Sylphie is a young here with a big attitude. <laughs> Nolanel is trying to get her to learn about the elements, but she has an innate talent for healing and she thinks this makes her better than everyone else and she ain't need none of the shit. She doesn't understand the need to um, develop this relationship and to understand how we don't know this either at this point, but her um, use of healing magics because she refuses to learn about how to draw upon this energy of nature. She's simply just depleting her own. Right. Um, and like everyone around her says it. And it's it, crazy to me that they're not just drilling this into her head with so much more urgency than they are. Let's talk about her now because we get her deal piece no, meal. No, no, yeah. The, the Conjurer quest line is the Sylphie quest line. Yes. It's not about us. It's not about any, anybody else. It's about Sylphie. So as mentioned, she is a natural at healing, but she thinks that since she's good at one thing, she doesn't need to learn anything from the guild whatsoever. Well, I mean, to be fair, we've all been there. We've all been that asshole kid, but that's she takes it to a crazy degree. Yeah. So a good conjurer will borrow the aether of nature. They are respectful of the source of their energies. However, since Sylvie just goes la 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 whenever someone tries to give her a lesson, she doesn't know this and just gets angry when someone tries to tell her something and thinks she knows better. Yes. Like Jen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation. Sylvie had a mother with the same gift. She was a talented healer. But she didn't have any conjurer training. This misuse of conjurer magics by her mother eventually tapped out her aether. It her killed mother, her. 
lost her magics and then killed her and mm-hmm. then she just died mm-hmm. from having expended all of her own aether and doing her healing. Yes. And Sylphie doesn't understand the nature of her mom's death. Right. She just understands that, you know, her mom did it too and she was basically fine. Her death was unrelated. I find it stretching of my credulity to believe that Sylphie is actually part of the guild. I, I don't know why she would ever show up in the first place to join the guild. Unless she just thought she'd be, you know, like a, a plus every class story bus setting. You got it. That's probably it. Or they'll just promote me to to hearer and or teacher right away. Um, and this is this is how I will like, you know, make my mark. Something like that. Yeah. But she hasn't done even the first lesson of the guild, which we are doing right now. We don't know how long she's also been a member of this guild. Like, has it been a year and she still hasn't done lesson one? Has it been a month? Like, we don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's in the month-ish range is okay. my impression. Right. Because otherwise that would be ridiculous. They must have given her a pass because of her, her mother. Well, what they what they see is an incredible and rare talent. This is This is something innate. You cannot learn what she is able to do. Obviously, that is something that they want to um, nurture mm-hmm. and cultivate and, and you know, make make it big. But she's totally resistant because she thinks, like, I've done, like, I'm good. Yep. You can't make me learn about nature, okay? All I want is to heal. You can't make me do other things. That's what she says in this little glade. Yeah. Then she heals us to prove her point and walks off. Oh my god, that move. And everybody's jaw drops like oh, like either either and I think it's a mixture of one they're just impressed that she has this skill and two just the sheer fucking audacity of her to like to to do like a mass heal like that and just the disrespect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the arrogance. Back at the guild, Isumiyan expresses his worry that Sylphie's blatant disregard for the source of her abilities will result in a dangerous imbalance and grave consequences. Mm-hmm. But since we're such a prodigy, and we get this shit at level 5 about how great we are, we haven't done crap, and we're such a good boy already. Yeah. We vanquished an Earth Sprite. But a anyway, Earth Sprite. because of our prodigious abilities, please look out for Sylphie. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir, I guess. Next up is the teaching of the wind from Hearer Wolf. Few. Um, I think it's pronounced Wolfoy. Sure. Uh, hearer Wolfoy in the East Shroud. Yeah, she's a very young hearer, hearer isn't she? That's a hard word yeah, to say. Yeah, that's an annoying word. <laughs> Wolfoy wants us to learn about wind by killing a swarm of honeybees. Okay. The bees here are evidently odd since there are no flowers in the spot that they are congregating. It must be something weird. Yeah. Obviously, they've been moved here by some nefarious force. So we kill the bees, then we go back there, and sure enough, there's a tainted wind sprite. Gross. We kill it, go back to the guild, get a pat on the back. Sylphie is lurking nearby and doesn't miss this chance to bash our studies. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what she says, but she's... Oh, it was like, like, why are you doing this? Like, you're so much better than that. Just like, why are you even here? She's here to brag, though, that she has learned the raise spell. No, that's that's back at the guild, right? We're at the guild. Oh, sorry. No, I'm still talking to Wolfoy. Uh, Wolfoy. And Sylphie's the, at the whatever. guild, too. Yeah, 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 she is. Though I I like how they, the respective teachers, uh, Nolanel, Wolfoy so far, 
um, have been able to very eloquently express like the the emotions that these tainted sprites are able to like make you feel kind of their their the general vibe of their presence so with earth you have crushing force you have grinding weight what an interesting adjective for that and with wind uh you have like they both have good and bad qualities right like you know if earth is foundational but it's also completely it's it's crushing and then you have wind which is um like soft and gentle and but also it torments one's form it dances across every surface leaving a thousand tiny wounds in its wake so it's soft but it's sharp well sylphie says that later on i just i just really like those the way they describe these these elements that is some good prose i found this just to be so much nature is nature that i just rolled my eyes and clicked through it For, I, I you were probably already you know past the point of giving shits I, because you're so distracted by sylphie and her bullshit but that's why I'm here, okay? Look at the look at the poetry. I am paying close attention because I'm trying to get what I can out of this, but I am turned off by just how predictable every step of the way is. Sure. In terms of, of both the, the non-story here and also just nature is nature. Correct. It's not surprising. It's not interesting. It is the blandest form this can take because it's... Like, all right, we got we got our elements, and they're like the things they sound like. I mean, basically, yes. We do have to handicap our our feedback on this a little bit because we're not we're not new to the game, and we're not new to how the game frames these things. I don't like we've been hearing about the elements and nature and blah 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 in since, every single generic fantasy game since time immemorial. That's also fair. they haven't really done anything new with that they have but i'll say that for the wrap-up okay anyway there's a preview of my bias here it's not biased i form these opinions based off the experiences i have well i mean yeah i think you just had higher hopes i guess for the treatment of of elements in this game this is in the the 1.0 functional story area where this is not anything to write home about i would not be doing this game still or doing this podcast if the game were 1.0 quality throughout. I, I didn't have the highest hopes for it, but it, it doesn't mean, though, that it's not unimpressive. Sure. Anyway, uh, so... We're back at the guild. Back at the guild. Mm-hmm. Sylphie has learned how to cast the Ray spell, which will oh resuscitate boy. someone who has fallen, and she wants to rub it in E. Sumiyan's face. He is immediately horrified. Jesus Christ, girl, what are you doing? You're messing with powers you literally do not comprehend. And you will not comprehend them. This will kill you. And this is, so he gets angry with her. And he's like, you, at, in under no circumstances are you to meddle with rays. Like, do you fucking understand me? And she's like, fine. Or whatever. And she runs away, probably. Yes, she does. And surely nothing will come of this. She'll listen and all is good. Let's just leave her alone and not worry about her. She'll be fine. Yep. Yeah. Next up, water time. Water. Same deal. We go to a place. We dispel a tainted sprite. 
bad water. We we <laughs> talked to Brother Joaquin. Yeah, that's how I was pronouncing it too. Okay. Yeah. Who tells us the water elementals are pleased. Ooh. He's in the middle of telling us about the circle of life when a wood whaler rolls up and exclaims that a herd of antelope have gone berserk. <laughs> they need a healer stat. Yeah, they've just been going going ham on some whalers and there are scores of people, not scores, but a decent chunk of people who are severely wounded. And so they need healers and they need people to help fight the antelopes. Yep. We drop by the whaler outpost here, which is a wooden tower on a hill. We heal an whaler and then rush out to support the battle. Yeah, literally, and yeah, like we show up, heal, and dude, but then they're like, no, 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 okay, I got this. You need to go fight on the front lines with my one spell. Do we have two? Do we have arrow at this point? I don't recall. I don't recall either. I, I think I feel like probably yes. I did. We would have in... gotten it on the wind quest. I yes, think. we yes. do. Okay, so two spells. Cool. Also cure. Oh, cure one. Yeah. Yes, three spells, Jen. Well, I'm saying to go into battle, we've got like the two offensive spells. Which they they refer to them as defensive spells. If it's the theming, sure, it, it's offense. In it's the... it's basically defending yourself that so that you can better heal people. Yes, right. So we rush to the front lines where these whalers are facing down the beasts. The cutscene here is pretty cool. It shows these sweet spear moves. I totally missed the sweet spear moves. Yeah, they're like flipping their spears around and thwacking antelopes. It, it's a nice, exciting little battle bit before we join the fray. And then it sucks at that point. <laughs> like, I, I'm not trying to be facetious here. This blows because everyone <laughs> is useless except for you. So you show up here. You're the healer. Yeah. There is a handful of whalers who are fighting these antelopes. They do shit all for damage. They're getting their asses beat. They're they're just getting knocked knocked over left and right by these antelope. This is a chance to actually do some real healing and support people that are fighting, like you would do in a dungeon where you have characters who are hopefully competent. Thank you. Like you should not have been doing really any any offensive spelling at all. Like you should have been there in a supportive capacity to learn how best to heal a group of people. Yes. But no. But no. There are two things wrong with this. One, the whalers do no damage. So you're forced to mm-hmm. kill all the antelope yourself. Mm-hmm. And two, they have giant health pools. So if you have to heal them because they're getting low in health, it takes for fucking ever yeah, to talk them off. Yeah, because you don't have regen. You don't have medica. You don't have... It's not the, the toolbox. It's just like cure alone is enough for a player at this level. But the whalers have low defense and high health. So if you want to heal them, it just you got to spam cure. Uh, yeah. Twice, yeah, time. I, I think you can just let them die and there's no consequence, <laughs> which... But still, <laughs> I mean, it, I'm not going to let them die. Um, right. So, yes, you're you're split between these two tasks. Sylphie's there. Sylphie's there. She's casting one spell on one guy the entire fight. When the um, the fight ends, she finally finishes, finishes her spell. It's raise. She raises a downed whaler back to life. And then she collapses. We fucking told you. Yeah, she totally overexerts herself, which is exactly what Isumian said would happen. Actually, I think she got off kind of light here. Isumian uh, was summoned for this whole kerfuffle. And he shows up and sees Sylphie. And he's like, "I, yeah, I fucking told you. God damn it. So there's a scolding. 
that happens. Um, and he, he's like, I refuse to allow you to follow in your mother's path. Because he knows why she died. Sylphie doesn't. So, but again, like he says this in, in such a way that is not sympathetic to the fact that she is either ignorant or willfully ignorant about her mother's death. If he had any tact whatsoever, he would not use the M word in this Correct. Yeah, do not evoke mother in this scolding because what that is going to do is galvanize her even more against your teachings. And that's exactly what happens. Because obviously, I mean, what, she's 13 Sure. Thereabouts. Sure. So, you know, she's she's lost her mother. And of course, her mother is on a pedestal to, uh, yeah, again. So Isumayan, he just doesn't, he doesn't have that that understanding there's there's nuance that needs to happen here when he's talking to her and try to keeping you know saving her from herself so she runs off crying he at least realizes that he fucked up and he asks us to go and talk to her right yeah we do and she's a short ways away distraught that she has lost her magic period right she cannot she can't sense anything anymore. because she has drawn all of her either yeah she's lucky she didn't spell. die she yeah. is she wants to be left alone, though. Time passes. Finally, Sylphie has agreed to learn some actual conjuring. So we're, we're going to do the same things we just did for ourselves. With Literally the, the same shit. Earth, water, But Sylphie wind. is watching this time. Yes. Yeah. And she can't even cast a single elemental spell yet. She's going to watch us do it. Yeah. So Isumiyan is hoping that, um, well, one, he understands, well, at least he can grok this. That Sylphie is kind of in awe of us and respects us. Cool. Because probably we're not like trying to tell her what to fucking do and how to, you know, remember her mother all the fucking time. So we allow her. We don't allow her. She watches us while we, you know, do the earth, wind, water stuff. Yeah. And we go back to the same cabbage patch. Earth Sprite pops out. We kill it. And Sylphie is amazed by this. Like she... she feels this very deeply um and i mean that was the point right we wanted her to like like feel the weight of these interactions and like understand exactly how important it is to to wield these spells it's a bit boggling that she hasn't seen a single earth spell stone it's a spell name that's a whole other like fucking plot hole but whatever whatever Um, her her stress has opened her heart to the elements and now she can perceive them okay yeah so she she has like a, a a moment here where she lets her guard down and and she can express how the earth sprite made her feel and she also has the ability to you know feel and hear these things much more strongly than even you know her teachers yes but she stops short of like going on and and she like it never mind it's fine we just let's get this over with uh-huh. cuz like she realizes that she just kind of showed her hand a bit uh, not showed her hand isn't the right way to express that. She's um, she's trying to be cool, you know, play cool. Yes, I don't need this shit. Even though it's super awesome, she felt it like it was like I think pure rage that she felt from this thing. But then of course she stops herself continuing and um, uh, straightens her shit up and like let's go whatever. None of the next bullshit thing that I have to do whatever. She lets her guard down more and more as we um, continue with each element. So with wind being next, she doesn't stop herself. She actually communicates what it what it is that she felt and, you know, wasn't trying to pretend to be anything or shut the conversation down. And then we go on to water 
and she's even more like overcome by these these feelings, these things that she can sense and the strength of them. So she has a bit of an epiphany. Later on at the guild, Sylphie has run off again. She's been spotted by some conjurers on a taint cleansing mission out in the South the taint, Shroud. The taint quest. Yeah. Yes. We go track her down. There's a settlement there. We find her in the common room tavern in... Buscaron's uh, Druthers. Yes. She's literally in the tavern, yeah. She's going over her mother's journal. Her mother thought that conjurers made nature angry. This doesn't get explained, really. It, I think it's supposed to be the, the battle and whatever that she was healing in was what got them upset, but she misheard them or something. We don't really learn what the confusion was about. I think, no, because she's she was she was untrained. Literally, she just walked through life falling back on her innate talents. She didn't learn anything about them. She didn't develop them. So she it's very easy for her to confuse the cause and effect of things. Which makes sense. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Sylphie sees these things in her mother's journal and is like, oh, conjuring bad. I'm not going to do it whatsoever to not make nature angry. Mm-hmm. But then there's this band of conjurers going off to cleanse this taint. So she's like, oh, no, I got to oh, stop them. Fuck. They're going to make it worse. Yes. They have no idea what they're doing. And you do. Okay, here we go. We chase her down. She's yelling at the conjurers who are fighting off some tainted earth, mud pies, which are our slimes. Yes. A Trent and angry animals. Are you saying Trent? I've always been pronouncing it as Treant. Treant? I don't don't know. Uh, Now you're making me question myself. It, It could be Treant. Okay. Once again, though, we do most of the work in this solo instance because reasons mm-hmm. this instance was confusing for me because there was everything going on and i maybe i did it incorrectly because i tend to do that i tend to not read stuff and i just go in and i start casting blah, blah. there was you know the group of conjurers which needed healing very badly and then you had this this constant wave of mobs. So you had the the tainted earth sprite, which was like the big boss of the group. And then you had these ads that kept coming in and kept coming and coming and coming. So you had other treants, you had mud pies, you had all sorts of shit. And so it was trying to defeat the ads, heal the conjurers, and also do damage to the the main point of the exercise. And I'm gonna. So I was, was healing myself, healing myself, healing the other people, trying to do damage, like all of these things. But I felt really discombobulated. And I'm like, it should not be this difficult. Holy shit, I should not be flirting with death this often. But then something changes and suddenly I'm getting healed. Things are starting to kind of calm down and there's, you know, there's more control being exerted over these evil elements. And that's when I noticed the elementals, the little fairy folk well they look fairy ish but yes this is like the manifestation the not you know probably not the the elementals but a manifestation the elementals have contributed to the fight are you saying you actually saw the elementals here yes yes yeah these were not these were not standard mobs Uh, so this was a very distinctive entity so yeah that's i actually didn't know they ever appeared jen i was i bet i totally missed them the first time when i was when I did Conjurer for myself. Well, I, I did too. Yeah. Because I, I don't recall seeing these things. I think I just focus fired on the um, right. 
because when you kill the tainted sprite, the things ends. Right. So yeah. I, I think I did probably just do that. I was just I you know mentally I was just so like pulled in every direction. I'm like I had to do all the things. Yeah. That rewarded you because by not having um done the I didn't kill it right away, and that allowed me to to see the see thing. See them. Yeah. That's very interesting because I didn't realize that the elementals actually appeared physically in this game until yeah. um, this instance. I'm pretty sure they didn't appear at the last fight of the quest line. No. Because I, I let the one actually go on because I was curious if there's any more dialogue coming from Sylphie in that last fight. And With Aquaman? Um, Sorry. Moogle me out. Whatever. Spoiler in five minutes. <laughs> it's, it's not critical to Imskew. I, I swear they don't ever appear again as far as I know in terms of like a physical form. I cannot think of any other example. Which is, is wild. They appear on the level 25 quest only if that's the so case. So random. But their presence is so easily missed, obviously, because I missed it my first time. You've, yes. missed, you've missed it twice now. I, I just focus fired on the Tainted Sprite. It went down. I was like, okay, so there's too much shit going on. I'm not yeah. going to fall in the trap of like doing whack-a-mole with the ads. I'm just going to burn like Jen. the main target because I hate healing these NPCs in these solo battles. Yeah, it seems... So I was like, fuck like that shit. I'm going to focus fire... The thing goes down, I win, and then I miss out on this little cool moment, apparently. Which... Right, because so I had gotten myself into a, a situation, and I so that's why I was able to notice when the situation became less bad all of a sudden. You were saying some words about this being like a projection or something. These are the actual elementals. These were them. Yes. Holy shit. This is what they look like. Okay. I, I remember like our conversation last time. You're like, they're like, you know, sort of like fairies. And I'm like, yes. that's, yes, exactly. Great. It was very cool. And they were so small. And, they're, and, they're, they're, and they're, their arrival wasn't indicated in any way. There was, there was no uh, like NPC dialogue or a light or any sort of other graphic effect, visual effect that, that, was a portent to their arrival at all, which seems really weird because I think that was kind of a big ass moment. I agree. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, and if you missed it, which is really fucking easy, the only other allusion to them existing is in Sylphie's dialogue afterwards. She was like, nature actually helped. That's incredible. So, but if you hadn't seen them, that's you could easily hand wave that away is just it like nature being nature your powers too right exactly so yeah. like your your stone spell is nature helping it was like did you see the elementals the elementals showed up nothing like that it's it's still very vague yep this is really weird it, this i feel like the elementals being actual movers and shakers in the twelves wood would redeem a lot of the boringness and genericness of gradania and the black shroud yes it, it just boggles me that they decided to take the one thing that makes this place distinct and put it so far in the backseat. You know, we can't really speak to the the decision there. Uh, it could be, you know, myriad factors. Just, you know, could it have just be considered white noise in a game that already has so much going on? The white noise is everyone talking about elementals, blah, 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 <laughs> without any sort of teeth to that statement. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Moving on. So that happened. Sylphie's like, oh, nature's great now. I love nature. That's it. Her, her mother is now in the past. No more mother stuff going on. Her mother's wrong. We're right. Fuck you, mom. Kind of. Well, she recognizes her mother's error. She does, in, but in it, it's so weird that this pivotal moment in her life is kind of 
dropped and left to us to determine the resolution. Well, Ismian does kind of follow up with her in the debrief back at the guild. Um, you know, what did you learn? Um, and what did you learn about your mother? You know, in that way, she's able to kind of ex post facto apply context to her mother's life and passing because she has gained something that her mother never did. Yeah. So, yes, of course, that's going to provide her with uh, more insight. So that that worked. So later, this is level 30. Amazingly, I, I this just went by so quickly it with really did. so little incident. I was amazed. Not the, not a lot of meat. Not a lot of meat to this. What about Meteor? No, Levi. No. All right, talk one to Sid can, about Meteor. One could say that everything is about the Meteor because the corruption in the Twelves Wood is a after effect of the uh, calamity. Jin. You're not wrong. You're just an asshole. <laughs> anyway, uh, level 30. Here we are. There are now reports of more corruption still. We're going to go figure out what's going on. Sylphie has not yet learned any elemental spells, but she's going to go with us to interpret the will of the elementals for us. Right. So this is uh, this is a, a buddy cop drama. We're going to go. We're going to do the fighting. And Sylphie is going to do the interpretating. The hearing. Yeah. Um, and the two of us together. Who boy. But we're to avoid any danger whatsoever. Yeah, okay. So back in the South Shroud, we deal with some more corrupted areas until Sylphie tells us that she senses a big problem nearby. This is going against our orders, but she wants us to go check it out. We find an area that is pregnant with corruption, but suddenly it recedes. A hush falls over the forest. We inspect it closely and out pops an Araman void scent. These are the classic Final Fantasy enemies, which are the big eyeballs big with floating eyeballs. Spindly I love them. Yeah. Arms and legs and bat wings. They look super cool. I love them. Yeah. So you know my my go to uh, my go to minion is the Major General, obviously. Um, the only other one really that I use is is uh, uh, Nero in his little toy car, and uh, this guy, the winged the winged eyeball. Yeah, the Araman. Yeah, but this guy is called Aquaman. He has an actual proper name. I think that's his name because it, it's hard to tell. Like in the MSQ, the, the Blangas are gargoyle type void scent. Yeah. But they are called Blangas, but that's not their name. That's like their genus. Sure. Or whatever. Right. And this was this is after Sylphie kind of led us around the South Shroud, kind of following her her feeling. You know, she was she was she was sensing the force and taking us to a variety of locations until we found like the big one. And then we get there and she's like, it's like it's holding its breath, which I found really creepy and really cool. I like that feeling. I don't know. It made it feel a little bit more ominous. Like we had a little bit more skin in the game. It made Sylphie scared. Like she could tell this thing was big, that it was wrong. And we finally get to the, the area where it's supposed to be the strongest. And she's like, it's like it's holding its breath. Like it's lying in wait. It's trying to hide. And then she sees just the tiniest little disruption in the movement of the air and like i like i got it like i was immersed i felt that tension oh that was great well nice 
This fight, though, is super boring. Super easy. <laughs> we just There's stone this Araman until it dies. Like, no, literally the climax of this whole thing was the previous quest. It was not this one. Yes. There are some little imps that come out too, but whatever. This is. I did not pay attention to them at all. I, on this one, I focused finally. On the guy Jen and, learns. Yeah, I was like, whatever. However, like I mentioned, I was actually slow playing this to see if there's more dialogue or something once they get low in health, but nothing. Yeah. So. Well, thanks for trying. We dispatch this eyeball void scent, and Sylphie collapses out of jubilation for how happy the elementals are. Well, like, you know, the, so the fight's over, and we look over at Sylphie, and she's, like, in a fetal position on the ground. Like, uh, what What now? God damn it. And you walk over there, and she's just giggling and just overcome with how gorgeous nature feels to her in that moment, which I liked. And then she heals us because, oop, we're wounded a little bit. Like, but oh. it's all good because she's now drawing from nature. Yeah, she's like, I don't feel it taking shit out of my backstock anymore. We go back to the guild and Isumiyan ain't mad. He actually meant for this to happen. Yeah. Well, you know, he knows his, he knows Sophie. That's fair. He's the one who dropped the M-bomb earlier. Well, okay. So that's, and this, this makes sense. Where you can be a very skilled tactician, but you can't talk to people. Just like our girl, the Arcanist. Remember her? No, I do not. I blocked that out. Fine. Never happened. But yes, so he's he's a tactician and he understands how people think and move in that regard, but he doesn't know how to talk to them. It all worked out in the end and all according <laughs> to his plan. And now we're a great conjurer and Sophie's going to go become a hero because she's so attuned to the elementals. I mean, that's correct. I mean, she's like, you know, Harry Potter. He's going to be an Auror because he has a very particular set of skills. And that's the end. That's the end. I guess. And we get cure too. So take cure one off your bar. Never look at it again. Don't fall into that trap, people. Don't look for that proc. Nope. Never have it. This quest line has helped me to cement my dislike of Gridania. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I'm serious. I, I'm working I on, believe you. on why I don't like it. Because the first time playing through the game, I was not being as analytical as I am now. I didn't like the Gridania bits that showcased Gridania. There's plenty of good action that happens in the Black Shroud. But when they're playing up the themes of the city and the characters there, I do not have fond recollections. But I was not so in tune with like why that was. Right. And going through it again, now that I you know, have the, the, the past experience and I'm looking for more details, I, I'm realizing that everything I'm seeing in Gridania is aggressively bland and <laughs> right on the nose for nature that's, city that's exactly tropes. It. Correct. Yes. Nothing is surprising. This is this is like fantasy 101, aesthetically, orally, uh, thematically. It it's all stuff you have seen and experienced before, and that is really disappointing for you. Correct. And that's fair. I still, though, I mean, objectively, it is a a beautiful place. 
No one's saying it's not attractive. I, I know, I know. But <laughs> like that that outweighs all of the other stuff for me. Like I, I still very much enjoy being in that environment. Well, I'm not going to take away your enjoyment from you, Jen. Like, like I said last time, like, you know, rolling around the Twelves wood on, on my, on my uh, chocobo and listening to the music, especially like Bent Branch Meadows in the morning, that music is so beautiful. And, you know, watching the sunrise and the, these beams of light shining through the trees and the leaves and the rocks and the water and the birds and the crickets and all these noises. And, and then you fly through a fate. Fuck! <laughs> God damn it! Or I engage in battle accidentally, and then the music stops, and that that whole like reverie that I was trapped in is you could turn on battle music, you know, Jen. Oh, I, I could. Maybe I should actually, because well, you, sometimes you know, I like it. You know, I don't know. Jen, the place I turned off battle music, the one place was in the Raktika Greatwood. <gasps> yeah, I love the music. Of course, I love the music there. You know, it's a meme, but it's still really, really awesome. Oh, okay, that's spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Just moogle me out. So there's that. This game was made in like, what is it? Like 2013, whatever. This this game is nine years old as of A Realm Reborn. The, the nature trope was old then. This doesn't get excused for its age because it's it's not that old. They, oh, yes. No, I mean, like anything past, I don't know, Lord of the Rings. No, I mean, there, there are so many properties that utilize this, like this aesthetic and this... Yeah, you know, it's a shame and a waste that they decided to go so down the middle with this area. Though, devil's advocate here, and someone who likes to apply a lot more grace to things, because it is a a fledgling adventurer's like first introduction to the game to this world, that might be considered a like a softer transition. Show off what makes your world special. Every person knows what a fantasy elf land is like. It's in the water. If you want to have your own world, make it something unique. Also, what is up with with elf lands and Art Nouveau architectural styles? I think they, you know, they being developers, they make up for it in future areas. Sure. Anyway, besides that, though, I feel like this quest line teaches us next to nothing about what even is going on here. Like everything we talked about, about the source of corruption and the elementals and what they are and why they care, that's all pulling in other sources, other experiences to put the pieces together. The quest line just talks a lot about complaining elementals and cleansing taints, Uh but it doesn't tell you why why that's in the ecosystem. Correct. So like literally being a conjurer is uh, being reactionary. Yep. There, there's there's no um, there's no being proactive in in um, eliminating the the corruption from the source or eliminating the source. It's just like these things pop up and then we go to them and we kill them and then we continue just doing that forever and ever. So yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, at, at the very end, we get that some of this corruption and is is caused by a a rogue void scent. Yes. Like, is that the case for all of it, or is it just this one case? I don't know. Like, is, is this corruption pop up simply because, like, there are still remnants of calamity energy kind of bubbling through the surface? Is it all void scent? Is it all, is it a mixture of, th- like, I don't know. We still don't know. I, I think that the game itself is not sure what to do with conjurers. They, they are coming up dry for ideas as to how to make this concept interesting. 
because the quest line doesn't go anywhere really it it doesn't make a point about the world it, it's just okay so what do conjurers do they they keep the balance of nature and and that doesn't spur the imagination no and i think that's why they introduced sylphie so that we can have this sort of awakening to nature by proxy because you know they can't do it with our character obviously they can't make us feel feelings or refuse to learn things so we have to see it happen to another character um so that we kind of like get it so that's that's the how and why that's like the only way they could really make that work that talks about how why they may have chosen sylphie but i'm talking about the point of this being a theme for a class that players will be if if you are excited about playing something you know if i want to be a, a gladiator or if i want to be a rogue that has evocative concepts attached to it and you can imagine yourself doing things tied to that class i get it i get you i get you yeah but Conjurer 1 doesn't speak to what it does with the name. Correct. Like even Warden might have been better, possibly. Oh, that is cool. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, it, it's like a, a very, very generic name for someone who, who does magic or tricks, pretty right. much. Yes, exactly. And not in like a necessarily positive way. Yes. It, it, it speaks to like, you know, illusion and manipulation. Not so much... Like you said, like a you know a, a protector, a guardian, a warden, something that has a little bit more of a, I, I, not like a necessarily positive connotation, but um, something that we can relate to as human beings. Yes. Um, and feeling like they were actually doing some good. I don't know. Instead of just like pulling shit out of thin air, like rabbits out of hats. This is purely speculation, but I would assume people who go this path are excited to become white mages. White mage is a a job that has been with Final Fantasy since day Ever. one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> White Mage has been an, an iconic class throughout the series, and there are many notable examples of popular White Mage characters that even though they have a support role, are still compelling characters and do interesting things. And that is, I'm assuming, what evokes excitement about being a White Mage. And that is the carrot, though, at the end of the Conjurer Tunnel. <laughs> that... <laughs> that's that, the bioluminescent carrot at the end of the <laughs> exactly but this is a chance to tell you something about the world we learn a lot about the world through other classes that have active roles in it but this it, it maintains the status quo but not in an exciting way right you don't feel very there's no like investment i guess yep what they need here if they want to go with the whole caretaker role for conjurers is they need a corruption zone that shows what the stakes are. You need a place in the Black Shroud that got hit by a chunk of Dalamud that is fucked the shit up. Yeah, that and- it's just like a wellspring. Like that that fucking hole in the ground in like the Middle East, I think, where it's just like it's constantly emitting, I think, um, methane or some yeah. sort of gas. And somebody threw like a, a Molotov cocktail in there and it's just been burning for decades. So if we have a place to go like that, um, like fucking Alder Springs would have been amazing for that. Just this this constant wellspring of, of corruption and evil where we could, you know, practice our skills would have been really cool. Yeah, so we, we don't see any evidence as players of what will happen if we don't do the whack-a-mole stuff that we're doing during the quest. There, there are plenty of places, like we mentioned, that don't have conjurers run around that are doing pretty fine. We, we don't have corruption rising up and tainting the land and so on 
and ruining life for everyone there. They've got their own problem. <laughs> they have their own problems, but yeah, corrupted elementals are not one of them. I got ninety nine problems, but a bitch ain't one. So that's one idea as to how how to make this interesting is to actually show you what the stakes are and then have you play off that give you something that you care about or care to prevent where you can grasp the the danger involved with letting corruption run rampant yes and not nipping it in the bud <laughs> nature jokes yes i mean it's and I, I that goes for a lot of these early quests too where you just you don't you don't feel like really you have any skin in the game you're just going through the motions i, I think that even for marauder which we talked about that class lacking a strong identity that quest line felt to me like it had big stakes because it kept it at such a small scale that the stakes felt significant in that story. Yes, right. So for like, you know, for our our small little community there, yes, this is a huge blight that we had to deal with. Whereas this quest, the the danger was actually even worse potentially than, you know, a, a, a rampant bull. But we're dealing with it in such such a cute way it's yeah it it just and it makes it that much easier for it to kind of like wash over you like blah 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 yep and if you're not going to take the corruption route there needs to be something about where these powers come from that makes them more interesting than just nature give it a source of power that has some kind of stakes besides nature feel goods (laughs) this art was taught to the first conjurers by the elementals the elementals, by repute, are these powerful, wrathful beings. So play up that element of it. That's un- huge. Kind of intended. Yeah, this skill set was given to us by the elementals themselves. This skill was passed down by the gods. But the weight of that is not... There's no tie into that at all. No. And as we discovered, they do have elementals running around in one instance, at least. But anyway... Give us a patron that we are afraid of. Uh-huh. You know, make us go and go to some crazy, remote, scary place and have an elemental put the fear of God, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean that literally. Yeah, yeah, the fear of itself. Yes, in us. And then have that hang over our head and watching us as we do our business. Correct. Like, and we always know that this is something we need to placate. Yes. The, the themes are there. They could have made this something more special. Anyway, um, so obviously that's my feeling on this class quest, which is, <laughs> it, it's pretty boring. I, I don't hate it like Arcanist. Like, no, I mean, it's just, it it serves its purpose for sure. As, yes. As a, you know, very rudimentary class to get the game started. And this is, like I said, a, just a, a warm transfer into the into the rest of Aeorzea. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's about as unremarkable as you can get with a class quest. So I would call it not offensive. I don't hate anyone. Selfie, even though she is kind of an archetypal, yeah, yes. uh, you know, yeah. moody teen. She her, her character is fine. You know, she has a nice little arc in this thing. Well, yeah. So I mean, you can understand like she's a kid. She's yeah. you know she's doing kid shit, and she'll come around, and and she does. Yep. So yeah. That's it. I've got no other comments. Same. Great. Good talk. Well, I am looking forward to doing Archer and Lancer because those are much less about the Twelves Wood itself and more about the people within it. And they have more interpersonal drama. And I mean that in a a good, interesting way. Okay. I have never done Archer before, so I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that. 
great. Great. But next time, though, we are going to resume the Gridania main story quest. We have just arrived in Gridania. We met Mother Mune, and we're heading out the door at last. More on that next time. Thanks for listening, you guys. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and plug the social medias if you want to get in touch with us in any way, shape, or form. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter at PodReturn, or you can email us at podreturnffxiv at gmail.com. And uh, with that, hope you enjoyed. We'll see you next time. I'll see you next time, Jen. <laughs> Your mom. What the fuck? <laughs>